Welcome to Raising Mums, a live weekly broadcast streaming on Facebook and Instagram that inspires mums to live with purpose and intention, to raise their children mindfully, and empowers mothers everywhere to own their lives and thrive doing it. Welcome to Run Your Home Like a Boss Part 2. So if you're new here, my name's Dr. Gemma Elizabeth. And I am a mom of three. I am a homeschooling mom of three here in the UK. And I'm the founder of Our Muslim Homeschool. Walaikum salam. I'm so glad to see so many of you hopping on already. So I come on every week on a Sunday and I chat with you all live about topics around parenting, around homeschooling, and around motherhood and the challenges that we face and around beautiful things to do with motherhood as well and I'm excited today to carry on the topic about how to run your home like a boss. Walaikum salam, thank you so much for joining me everyone. So this episode like all the previous ones will be uploaded onto YouTube when we're finished here inshallah. Um, So if you want to recap, if you want to go over it again you can do so, you can watch it again on YouTube, it'll be on my blog as well ourmuslimhomeschool.com and if you want to You can share this video with your friends. Um, You can tag them right now, actually, and they can hop on live. Or you can go to, you know, your WhatsApp groups or social media and share it there. However you feel led to do that. And last week we spoke about running your home like a boss. And we talked about some really simple steps that you can do that you could do even if you were nursing a baby. You could have a baby in one arm and your phone in the other hand and you could have done those steps. So if you missed last week, if you missed part one, then I've left it on Facebook next to this video and you can click there after you've watched this. Or if you're Instagram, it's in my profile so you can watch that as well after you've watched this live. So, and make sure as we go along, you ask questions because I've been seeing Every week, we get more and more people asking questions, more and more people interacting with each other, and it's so nice because I can see a community growing here, and that's amazing, and that's so amazing to me. And I know I don't get time to interact with all of you as you make the comment, but I promise you that afterwards, I go through and I read them all. So I really appreciate you being here. I appreciate all of the regulars who hop on as well. So let's get into this, right? Oh, actually, you know what? If you watched last week's video, if you watched part one, I want you to tap. Give me a heart. Let me know you watched part one. And let me know in the comments how you're getting on with that. Have you tried that meal planning app? Have you tried using Google Google Calendar to integrate things and automate your life? And and how are you doing with finding ways to um, find alternative online uh, purchases? How, How are you getting on with the simple and easy steps? And I want to have a read through those comments later on. And any questions you have, pop them in the comments. Welcome, Salam, Alma's journey. I'm glad you're here as well on Facebook. So what's the point of all of this? Why do we need to run our home like a boss? Is that really necessary? What's the point of all of this? It sounds kind of superficial and a bit unnecessarily. Aren't there things that are more important than running our home like a boss? Well, it is important. It isn't what running your home like a boss is is not, it's not about being the perfect housewife, whatever, whatever that means. It's not about having a pristine home, because goodness knows I don't have a pristine home. It is not about that. It is about, actually at the heart of it, it's about time management. It's about the idea that your time is valuable, and your energy is valuable, and it's about using those 
those things that we have, time and energy, in the best and most efficient way so that you can get on with your life, whatever else it is you want to do in your life. Now, I'm not suggesting that taking care of your family, I'm not suggesting that cooking and taking care of your home is not valuable. Of course it's valuable, especially if you have the right intention behind it. It can be very rewarding. But what if you could take care of your home, take care of your children beautifully, wonderfully, and still have time and still have energy for more? And that's what we're going to talk about, how to how to increase the time, increase the energy that you feel, and be more efficient in your life. Imam al-Ghazali said, if you leave yourself adrift, aimlessly wandering as cattle do, not knowing how to occupy yourself at every moment, you will be lost. It is nothing other than your life. He's talking about time here. Your time will be lost. It is nothing other than your life, and your life is your capital, that you make use of that you make use of to reach perpetual felicity and the proximity to Allah. So, your time, can get this, is your capital. It is everything. It is all you have, really, if you think about it. And that's why running your home like a boss matters, so that you can make use of your time better, so you can make use of that precious time and energy that you have. Because it's a finite, a finite amount that we have. So the first thing I want you to do, we're just going to get straight into it today. That's enough of an intro. The first thing that I want to encourage you to do is to make a blueprint of your day. Now, a blueprint of your day means that you make an, a plan of the ideal day, of jobs that need to be done, that really need to be done every single day, and you do them at the same time every single day. Now, some of you might already do this. This might come naturally to you, in which case I want to push you a little bit further, and I'll talk about that in a minute. But the idea of um, doing something at the same time every day doesn't necessarily mean at the same time on a clock. What it can mean is to do it at the same time every day you attach it to something that you already do. So, for example, like eating or homeschooling, you attach your jobs that need to do to those things. So I'll give you an example of my life. I've already spoken about my morning routine on the video I did about time management. If you want to check that out, I've left that linked on Facebook and you can find it on YouTube. But so I do my morning routine and then I come down the stairs. That's my act, right? And what do I attach to coming down the stairs? I come down the stairs and I feed my cats and I unload my dishwasher. These are two things I have to do. I have to feed my cats, I can't forget. And I have to unload the dishwasher because otherwise the, the dishes don't get put in the dishwasher. They just accumulate on the counter. So those are two things that I've t attached to coming down the stairs. Then I put on my essential oil diffusers. That's a priority for me because I'm really interested in promoting good health in my family and supporting their health. So that's something else I do. Then we do our homeschooling. And I've spoken about how homeschooling for me has to be focused. Like during that time, I'm not doing anything else. So I don't attach anything during the homeschooling day. But at the end of the homeschooling session, that is the time when I put the laundry on. I have to do the laundry every single day. And I know many of you are in the same position where you do laundry every day. So to make sure I do that and I don't accumulate a mountain of laundry upstairs, I do it after school. School finishes, I put the laundry on. That has become my habit now. And then we have lunch. And after lunch, the kitchen floor is swept. It has to be done. 
um, every day. And so that is attached to after lunch. I know I'm going to eat every day. Um, and so it's a, it's a good way of making sure it's done on a regular basis. So after lunch, I also cook dinner at that point. And then in the afternoon, I have a couple of hours free where I do work on the computer or I do one of my weekly jobs, which I'm going to get into in a minute. The tumble dryer gets put on after dinner. I'm attaching the tumble dryer to my dinner. And the dishwasher gets put on before I go to bed. Again, attaching the dishwasher to something I'm already doing. And by doing that, you are actually building a habit. And you can do this not just for household chores, but it's just an example. You might want to do this for things that are more spiritual. You might want to incorporate more dhikr into your day, or you might want to read more Quran, or you might want to read for pleasure, for leisure, and attach that to something that you're doing every day. So you could attach the Quran to one of your prayers. Every day after Fajr, I pick up the Quran. I know I'm going to read Fajr, I pray Fajr, so after I pray Fajr, I read the Quran for five minutes. You can use this principle in many different ways. If you're studying, if you're revising for exams, Attaching something that needs to be done to something you are going to do, like eating or sleeping, um, works really, really well. And you know what? I've done something for you, which you're going to love, and it's free, which makes it even better. I've made you a printout. I've made you a printout. It's completely free. I don't even want your email address. Just go to the blog later on this afternoon, and it'll be here for you. And this is going to walk you through this process and make it really, really simple for you to to craft this new, um, this new way of living into your life. So what it's got down the side, I'm not sure if you can see there. Down here, you've got your daily must-dos. And so you list there everything that you want to do. Not you, actually, not you want to do, that you have to do every day for your days to function smoothly. And then on the other side, I've written down daily blueprint. And so I've popped in breakfast, lunch, dinner. Feel free as well to pop in the prayer times if you want. But also do be aware that there are times when we're not praying, so that might not work for everything. But the, the, the meals are there anyway. And you can pop in your must-dos on this side into that around the meals and work out a daily blueprint for your day. And you can tweak it, obviously. The first time around, it might not work. Um, but tweak it and keep it in your kitchen or keep it somewhere accessible to help you develop this daily routine to get the jobs done that need to be done. So then following on from that, which I kind of touched upon just a minute ago, is your weekly jobs. So the same principle applies to weekly jobs. Set a day for each job that needs to be done on a weekly basis. So I'll give you my weekly routine. On a Monday is my ironing day. It used to be Sunday, but this broadcast takes up a lot of my time now. So I've pushed it on to Monday. So Monday, I do the week's ironing. Um, Tuesday is a, a day for appointments. Wednesday, I do my online grocery shopping. I do my meal planning on a Wednesday. Thursday is hoovering. So I do a quick hoover on a Thursday. Friday, I get the car washed. Saturday, bed sheets, towels. And I also use Saturday for bigger projects. Um, bigger projects that can sometimes feel overwhelming. I've set aside a, a day where I do those bigger projects. So for me, it's decluttering at the moment. My house needs some serious decluttering. And some weeks, some Saturdays, all I can do is one kitchen shelf, one shelf in my kitchen. And some weeks I can do an entire room. It depends what I've got going on. But because I've got a time in my schedule set aside for those things, it doesn't feel so overwhelming. And I still have some momentum going on um, in my life in that respect. Uh, and then Sunday is 
I do this live, but I also um, plan out my homeschool week. I plan out other aspects of my week and I prep the house for the cleaner. I've got a cleaner who comes and helps me on a Monday. So I just make sure the hoover's been emptied and uh, all the bottles of cleaner are filled up and stuff like that. So that is my blueprint for the week, uh, you know, the, for, about the cleaning. I also have a blueprint for my work as well. But what I've done for you as well... I made you a little thing as well, a little handout to go along with that. If you so wish, if it will help you, put in your weekly must-dos. Every week, you've got to do the ironing, you've got to hoover, you've got to do something. You know, whatever it is that you need to get done every week, put it here and then fit it in along here underneath the days. It will help you so much just to have it there, a physical piece of paper to remind you that, oh yes, today I need to get that done in addition to my daily list as well. Um... And what you can do is, if you've already started using Google Calendar, like I mentioned last week, you can plug those weekly jobs into Google Calendar. So I mentioned last week that Google Calendar has this great option where you can have a recurring event. So say Monday you write ironing, then you click recurring event every week. Then every Monday you'll get a little thing pop on your, up on your phone that says Monday, do the ironing. Tuesday, do whatever it is. So that's a great way of automating your life, keeping on top of things and using technology to help you, which is always a good, a good, good way of doing things when you're busy. So yeah, get these sheets off the blog later this afternoon. If you're watching on the replay, I'll leave the link um, with this video and you can get them there and put them on your fridge, keep them in your kitchen. I hope that they, I really hope that they help you. Okay, so I can see a lot of people popping on and, and giving comments. Right, the next thing that I want to talk to you about is about batching your focus. It's about really focusing your attention and focusing your energy. So the temptation for me anyway, as a recovering perfectionist, is that I like to do things to their completeness. You know, I like to do things really, really well or not at all. That is a real flaw of my personality. And what that, how that plays out in household work is I used to clean a room in its entirety until it looked lovely and then I would move on to the next room. But that, I discovered, as many of you probably already realise, is not the most efficient way of doing things. The most efficient way of doing things, time-wise and energy-wise, is to batch your focus. So, instead of cleaning one bedroom and then moving on to the next bedroom in its entirety, you... For example, do all the mirrors upstairs in one go. You do all the hoovering, then you do all the hoovering upstairs, or every single room. Then you go in and you dust, do all the dusting in all the rooms. You don't do, say, one bedroom and you do you know, top to bottom, and then you move on to the next bedroom and you do top to bottom. Am I making sense? You, you, you do the job rather than the room. So when you're planning out your week, don't say, okay, Friday I'm going to clean the kids' bedroom. Uh, Saturday I'm going to do, uh, do the living room. Instead say, I'm going to do all the mirrors. I'm going to do all the dusting. I'm going to do all the hoovering. Um, and that, not only is it quicker time-wise, try it, it's quicker. It's actually kind of liberating mentally because you're not splitting your focus. You're not distracting yourself with one job than the other. You're not having to pick up and change the equipment you're using and unplug the hoover. Like, it just runs much more smoothly. It's a way of focusing your energy and focusing your attention. It's a much more sustainable way and efficient and effective way of cleaning your home. 
another idea of that is to set up. Salam alaikum, Rose. I'm glad you're here. Um, it's another way of, of um, being more efficient is to set up systems. Now, this can uh, this can cover a whole variety of topics, but one example of setting up a system in your home is to think about the meals you cook regularly. I'll give you an example. We went through a phase a couple of years ago where I used to cook pancakes two or three times a week. And I had my kitchen laid out in such a way, and this might seem familiar to some of you, I had my uh, flour on one shelf in one cupboard, I had my sugar on another cupboard, I had my weighing scales in another cupboard, I had my mixing bowl in yet another cupboard, my whisk in another drawer, my mixing spoon in another drawer. And then when it came time to cook the pancakes, it would take me five, ten minutes to collect all the gear I needed together to make the pancakes. And I was doing that two or three times a week. What now might seem obvious now that I'm saying it like that, why not keep those things together? So what I did, I got my mixing bowl, my weighing scales, my flour, my sugar, my bicarbonate of soda, all of the stuff, the dry stuff that I needed and the equipment and kept it together. Because the way that many of us organize our kitchens is not by keeping the meal things together, but by keeping sort of categories. So we have all the spices together. We have all the dried goods together. We have all the cans together. What if you can keep that method, but what if for the meals that you do regularly, you keep those ingredients together? So if you're cooking a certain curry every single week, keep those spices together at the front of your shelf. If you're cooking pancakes three times a week, for goodness sake, Gemma, keep the ingredients together. And then I actually went a step further to make it even more efficient. I actually got a large jar and I mixed in the correct proportions all those dry ingredients. Um, so the flour, the sugar, the bicarb, the baking powder, all of that, mixed it all together. So in the morning when I woke up and I had to cook breakfast for the kids, I didn't even have to weigh anything out. It was just a matter of scooping in the correct number of scoops and I was good to go. Now we don't do that anymore. We don't have pancakes that often. Um, but that's an option. Maybe you make bread very regularly. You could consider doing that. Um, another way that you could set up systems. Think about where you keep the things um, that you use regularly. Like, where do you keep your bin bags? This is a very unglamorous discussion. <laughs> but where do you keep your bin bags? Do you keep them near the bin? Or do you, every time you have to change the bin, have to walk downstairs, upstairs, I don't know, wherever you keep them? Keep your bin bags next to your bin. Or in rooms where you can't, like a bedroom or something, you don't want to have bin bags sitting on the side, put those bin bags in the bin. Do you know what I mean? Like underneath the bin bag. So if you were to lift up that bin bag to empty it, underneath it would be sitting a little stash of bin bags. It will save you so much time. Initially, this might seem like this is going to be very time consuming to put all these uh, systems in place. But if you, if you just, if you, uh, if you can find the time now to do these small things, it will save you time in the long run. Um, you know, where do you keep your baby wipes? Do you keep your baby wipes where you use them? Or every time your children get a dirty mouth or sticky hands, you have to run upstairs to go and get them. Keep your baby wipes where you use them, like next to the kitchen table, uh, in your handbag. Keep them nearby so you're saving energy and saving time. 
like where are your laundry baskets keep them somewhere where they're going to be used don't keep them in a place where the kids are never going to put their kids their clothes in the laundry basket um, they're just going to you're just going to end up picking up their clothes off their bedroom floor and wasting your time so consider the position of things like that and last of all in that sort of topic of things your car if you drive it's definitely saved me a ton of time by keeping spare stuff in the car so that includes baby wipes nappies spare clothes uh, snacks dried snacks keep a little stash in your car i'd love one day to show you like real life what that looks like um maybe one day i'll pick up the camera and show you around uh, but that's that's another way you can save yourself time by just having these things already set up and then in your weekly or even daily plan you could say check on check on the car storage or check on the nappy bag that's another thing if you're not driving you want your nappy bag is critical so have a time in your day when you restock your nappy bag make sure you've got all the stuff in there um now going on from this a little bit uh is this idea of reducing distraction this the title of this talk was how to run your home like a boss and if you think about a boss somebody who you know who manages a business or runs a business they are focused okay they are focused they do not get distracted so when you're cleaning or you're managing your home or you're planning your meals or you're reorganizing something if you can do it with focus it'll be a ton quicker it'll be so much quicker for you to do so one way that you can reduce distractions in your life is your phone i'm certain that for many of you as it is for me your phone is a source of huge distraction for you and one you know you might be cleaning the bathroom how many times when you're cleaning the bathroom do you just check your phone do you just check instagram how many times when you're giving the kitchen a clean are you checking your phone how many of you feel like rather than owning a phone your phone owns you i know that sometimes i feel like that and it's taken a lot of work and discipline and continues to be a a thing for me that i'm constantly working on So if a way of getting around your phone owning you is to have specific times in the day when you check your phone. Um that will help reduce your phone use. Another way is to turn off notifications. If you know me in real life, you'll know I don't reply to WhatsApp messages straight away because all of my f- notifications are off. Because I know if there's a real emergency, like a genuine emergency, they're going to call me they're going to ring me on my mobile or my landline no one's going to text me an emergency no one's going to whatsapp me or facebook message me an emergency those things can wait so all my notifications are off for everything um social media or the messaging things email that's you know and the great thing about that is you know that horrible little number that pops up next to your app and tells you you've got 10 unread emails when you switch off notifications that disappears as well and that will keep you focused will keep you less distracted leila on facebook is saying that bosses have staff and manage their staff and delegate exactly that's a brilliant point as well leila completely agree with you as well um if you haven't already watched my um how supermoms do it all part 1 where i touch upon that about how to get a support team and to build up uh your dream team as a mom then i definitely check that out that is on youtube and facebook 
So turn off notifications, get rid of those horrible little numbers. Also remove apps from your phone that distract you. You do not need Facebook app on your phone. You don't need Facebook Messenger app on your phone. You can still access all those things um, through the website, through the web browser. You don't need the app. Turn them off, get rid of them. Or get rid of apps as well that distract you if you like to buy things. Like I had to get rid of my Amazon app because I was spending far too much money on Amazon. So get rid of things that make you spend too much money as well. That is also a distraction. eBay, Amazon, any of the clothing shops, they all have apps these days. It's completely unnecessary. Um, and another thing that I'm gonna to touch upon, but I'm not gonna go into too much detail because the time is ticking, but I've spoken about this before. Multitasking does not work. And that is just another form of distraction. Multitasking, is not efficient and is not definitely not effective. You will find that if you focus and you're present with whatever job it is you're doing to run your home, not only will you do it quicker, but you will do a better job at doing it. And you will feel a sense of fulfillment in doing it. You'll feel like you've done a good job. You'll feel good. You'll feel that inner calmness that you do not get with multitasking. Multitasking just brings frantic, frazzled energy. But when you focus and you're present, it brings a calmness and a stillness. So I won't go into that too much because I could talk about that forever. But um, try to multitask less. I know that society tells us we should multitask, that we've probably been taught that from a young age. Try not to. See what it's like just when you're cooking, you're just cooking and see how that feels. Somebody said previously on Facebook just now, the housework can be a form of meditation. I absolutely agree. If you're completely present, if you're completely present with the work that you're doing, um, it can be a very um, beautiful experience, even as bizarre as that might sound. Um, so running your home like a boss. This is not about being the perfect housewife. This is not about having an immaculate show home. It's about honoring your time and your energy. Your time and your energy is your capital. It's really, aside from your faith, it's the most precious thing you have is your time and your energy. And running your home like a boss is about honoring that. It's about using that time wisely because really they're the only true resources. And this is how we work towards a life of meaning and a life of purpose is by valuing and using our time and energy wisely. So if you've got any questions, please pop them in to the comments now. Um, and I'll try and get through them and have a little look. I will, while, while you're doing that, I've got a few announcements to make. So next week, I'll be doing a live question and answer session. So I will be taking your questions and try my best to get through as many as I can. Where you can leave your questions, I'm going to put on Instagram and on Facebook on Thursday. I will do a call for questions. And you can leave your questions in the comment underneath underneath that post. You can put your questions there. They might be questions about homeschooling, um, house management, parenting, motherhood, blogging, whatever it is that you have a question, feel free to leave it there. Or if you want to ask me a question anonymously, I've made, I've put up a link for you. I'll put that as well with that post on Thursday. Also, if you're on Facebook right now, that link where you can leave a question anonymously is with this video. So, Oh yeah, and as well as that question and answer session next week, I'll be making a big announcement. 
I'm not pregnant, okay, before anyone says I'm pregnant. No, I wish I was, that'd be lovely. That's not the announcement, but I have some big news that I want to share next week. And I can see that some of you have already discovered what that announcement is because uh, some of you are very big Our Muslim Homeschool fans, clearly, and you've already discovered what that secret is. But for the rest of you, um, you can find out next Sunday. So that's Sunday the 3rd of February, I think, at 10 a.m. Greenwich Mean Time. So let me have a look on Facebook if we've got any questions. Um, have you heard of the KonMari method for organizing? I have heard of it, Zainab. I've heard of it. I even have the book, but I haven't read it yet. Honestly, I'm a little bit nervous about it because I know she says to get rid of almost all of your books, and I'm not sure I can get rid of all of my books. But it's definitely on my radar that the KonMari method, I do need to look into that and learn more about it. Wa alaikum salam from Sri Lanka. Awesome. Um, does hoovering mean vacuuming? Yes. <laughs> yes, Jay. Hoovering means vacuuming. Sorry. Yes. Um, yeah, so I'm, that's right, Leila. I make the complete, I used to make the complete pancake mix without the wet ingredients. So obviously I didn't put the egg in, I didn't put the vanilla and I didn't put the milk, right? But all the other dry ingredients, I pre-mixed it. I just made my own pancake mix just to speed things up. Um, yes, I'm addicted to my phone. Yeah, it's a real, it's a modern phenomenon. I think so many of us are addicted to our phones and it's something that I think many, many of us are working on and working towards so thank you so much, guys, who left questions on Facebook. I'll just have a little flick through Instagram. Okay, so I don't think there's any direct questions on Instagram. Lots of salams. I can't see anything. Um, any homeschooling mamas from Birmingham? Anybody here from Birmingham? We've got somebody looking for friends. I'm finding it too hard to motivate my son. Please help me. I'm not sure what you mean you're finding it hard to motivate your son. I assume you're talking about homeschooling. Um, if you can email me with more specific details, like what's going on, then I would be happy to give you my advice. Gemma at OurMuslimHomeschool.com and I'll do what I can to help you. But I'm not sure what the situation is. Let me know his age. Let me know what you're trying to do at home with him and what the issues are you feel. Parenting is overwhelming, especially if your children are leaders naturally. Yes, that's very true. That's because the, the struggle when you have children who are leaders is you don't want to quash that. You don't want to push that side of their nature down. You want it to rise. But when it rises, it's difficult for you to parent. Um, it's a real, that's definitely a real challenge. I hope and pray that Allah gives you patience with that because you know, if you can raise a leader, a good leader for the next generation, you're doing a great thing. Walaikum salam. Walaikum salam. For, oh, somebody's here from the Maldives. Mashallah. I bet your weather is significantly better than here. We've got really strong winds at the moment. I hope you can't hear them, but we're having severe weather warnings and being told not to drive at the moment. So, yeah, it's not nice here at the moment. Jazakallah um, khair. Loving your lives. Oh, thank you so much, Nadia. I'm so glad you're here. How do you manage to keep your house so clean, Marshall? I, 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 first of all, my house is not that clean and it's not 
Um, it's definitely not show home. My house is like most homeschooling families' houses. It looks loved and lived in. That's the truth. I've yet to meet a homeschooling mum, a homeschooling family whose house is immaculate. I've been in many homeschooling families' houses and none of them are immaculate. I think that it doesn't... The two lifestyles do not correlate. Uh, but maybe, maybe they do exist because obviously I haven't been in all of them. When do I do my laundry? So my laundry is done. I mentioned that at the beginning of the video. My laundry is done after lunch. So I put the clothes in the washing machine after, after school. Sorry, after school, before lunch. Um, and then I will transfer them to our tumble dryer in the evening. Um, and then obviously at that point, the clothes that were already in the tumble dryer get put away upstairs. Uh, so it has to be done daily in our house. I'm always behind in my laundry. Yeah, I think, honestly, I think we're all always behind in our laundry. But by doing some daily, it uh, is helpful. Can you do a video on planning, please? Planning homeschool, is that what you mean? Uh, yeah, inshallah. Yeah, my house is literally messy two minutes after I finish cleaning. Yes, I think that is one of the hardest things when you have children. And honestly, sister, like that... That is life. That's not that is life. That sounds harsh, but that is how life with children is. And uh, I would really encourage you to let go of that idea that your house is, is going to be perfect. Your house will be perfect and clean and immaculate when your children leave home. Um, and then you'll miss them. But I know it's hard, especially if you're a particularly neat and tidy person and you'll find your children are constantly undoing all your good work. Um, but the, the idea of doing a little bit often and regularly really does help. Uh, and batching your focus will help you, inshallah. Okay, I, I've got lots more questions coming. I can't get through them all. I really wanted to keep this um, under 30 minutes. I've already gone over. Uh, oh, there's more questions coming on Facebook. What I'll do, guys, I'll go through your questions on Facebook, and I'll try and type out an answer for you later on. And I always do go through Instagram and scroll through the questions later on. And if there are some that I feel I can answer in later videos, I will do that for you. So... Just want to end now. I'm going to end this video with, first of all, remember to tune in next week where we'll do the Q&A session. I'll put a call for questions up on Thursday. You can leave your questions there. Or if you want to post them anonymously, I will leave you a link where you can put your questions anonymously. And I want to end now with a quote that says that, it's by, the, by Thomas Edison. And he said, time is really the only capital any human being has and the only thing that he can't afford to lose. And that is what we've been talking about here. So, I hope you enjoyed this video. I hope you enjoyed this live talk. I hope that I will see you next Sunday on the 3rd of February at 10 a.m. Greenwich Mean Time here again. Thank you so much for all of you who joined in live. I appreciate you, and I really, really hope and pray you have a great Sunday. Assalamu alaikum.